Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, what the hell was that? And you want to talk about free agent frenzy? Well, the Falcons went crazy. They went ham Monday. They went ham Tuesday. And we think we like it. And last but not least, and for the culture, all eyes in the spring will be on prime. I mean, Boulder, Colorado. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And make and remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, we're talking about getting it started. Uh, we, we aren't talking about State Farm Arena, the Atlanta Hawks, and them having a, a game that's going up against a team like the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, who are fi- a 500 team as well. But when you think about the way the Hawks came out last night, I think that the one thing that was kind of like an omen to how this game was going to be was when uh, Trey Young was coming down the court and basically dribbled the ball off his foot and turned it over. I was like, yep, this is going to be one of those nights. <laughs> yeah, it really was an omen because that is there was a point where literally the Wolves had 13 fast break points just off of like six turnovers alone. And mm. one thing the Hawks do is protect the ball. And one thing they do is distribute the ball. But last night they didn't protect it. And last night distributing it didn't really matter because when you give, when you dish a dime, the reason it's called a dime is because somebody has to cash in on it. And nobody did from the, the beyond the arc. And the numbers from the field, which were hovering around 48%, they'll make you think that the Hawks had a great shooting night. But a lot of that was later in the game when that game was already lost. That game was lost in the first quarter, in fact. So, yeah, I literally said to myself, this is why, although I still think Quinn Snyder was a great hire, and right. I don't think yeah. everything was on Nate McMillan, this is all pointing back to, no, it's you, you're the problem. The guys that suit up and take the court, you are the problem. And you showed that because last night was more, and I do mean more than a winnable game. I don't care if the Wolves were a 500 team. Rudy Gobert was hobbled, if you will. And I'm thinking- I couldn't tell, T. <laughs> it was out here like a little beat That's, machine out here. Exactly. That's it. Whatever came to going back that way. I was like, goodness gracious, yes. man. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That's, and that's a great example. Like, they were out there playing like warriors. Like, it was no big deal. And he was one of, he was the lead warrior, if you will, meaning that he was hobbled. Whereas the Hawks, I mean, they suited up nine people that looked like they were injured or, or at least mentally just were not there. It was just really disappointing to see because like you said that was from the tip and i don't care that they quote unquote got it down to something like 14 are you kidding are we actually having that conversation Ooh, the hawks have gotten the lead down to 14 well it We're was not giving our age for effort are we like right. who said that <laughs> Several, i heard a couple <laughs> folks say that and i was Goodness like gracious. you just oh, man. yeah uh-uh. so yeah it was just tough because that is the effort that if you are not careful somehow miraculously the hawks are parked in the eighth spot somehow, right. but 
Jarvis, if they keep this up for the remaining games of this season, nobody should be shocked if they actually walk themselves, not even out of the, you know, playoffs or, you know, that the top eight, but just out of the postseason overall, if this is what you're going to do in front of a sellout crowd where you just battled and almost beat the Celtics, you beat the Wizards twice on the road, and this is what you do? Jekyll and Hyde won't get you a playoff seat. Yeah, absolutely. You're talking about losing, what, four out of the last six, six. games? Yeah, and that's not – just – it's not a recipe for any optimism. I, yeah. I can say that because you know who uh, – a guy that was all happy, all smiles – Anthony Edwards. Like, oh why gosh, did we have him. Oh on god, I, like, I know. Up I was like, can somebody do something Ducking yes. on folks like he posterized John Collins or Yaka Kongwu, like who else? Like anybody who was all going playing down low. Anthony Edwards probably bodied them, and and then just to see him, the the way he plays the game, you know, you yes. know how I get down to you. I love me some Anthony Edwards. That dude is quintessential Atlanta, and he is a baller. And I absolutely yeah. love the way he was playing last night, but. It's just and, truly unfortunate that you have to see it go against against the hometown team. Like, yeah, I, I tell you, and I I've loved him as well for forever, and really not just I I love him on and off the court because I had an opportunity to interview him when I covered All Star last right. week, last uh, All Star weekend last year, and mm -hmm. he's an amazing like charismatic character. And I was like, wow, he would fit Atlanta so very well. And this kid is, has been committed from day one to evolving his game. He is yes. committed to a two-way game. He is committed to uh, improving his jumper, his outside shot, anything you can think of. He was practicing Anthony last Davis, night, see? There it is. <laughs> he was showing me. You can tell. He was practicing He was like, look night. what I have in my toolbox now. I think I'll just take this can of whip ass and just put it on the Hawks. I mean, literally. I think I'll I think I'll do pro target practice on my home team. Oh my goodness! Does it every time oh, though. Goodness. Real talk does it every time. So yeah, I just literally, I, I, I sense that a lot of people were salivating. Like, don't get me wrong, we love the heck out of Dejounte Murray. Do not yeah. get it twisted. Mm -hmm. However, can't help salivating over Anthony Edwards. Like, yeah. is there yeah. any way that could work? <laughs> He's from the crib, like you know what I'm saying. Like, why, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, man, if you got a problem with that, I'm sorry. I I, I really uh, apologize, but we're gonna still talk about it. Like, so you know, it is what it is. But you know, let's go over to the flats, T. How about this? We kind of touched on it a little bit yeah. towards the end of the, the show yesterday, but I thought Damon Stoudemire had some very interesting words as far as about the history and the the um the historic uh uh, uh um part of this 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 um this school that actually made him consider this job i was talking to 3d when i always thought of georgia tech basketball growing up as a kid i remember coach Cremens. i remember mark price i seen him go to dennis scott kenny anderson brian oliver for me it's really a tradition rich program one that i aspire to get back to winning championships that's interesting to him yes. because growing up in this city I'll never forget when Travis Best was the part, starting point guard for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And I and actually got a chance him to yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I got a chance to meet him because oh, wow. I used to get my hair cut over there off of East Punts back in the day. Yeah. And the barbershop was super packed. And my uh -huh. dad and my brother, we were over there just waiting in line. And he yeah. came up, he approached us. And he was just like, 
He's like, hey, man, um, would y'all mind me uh, getting in front of y'all? I'll pay for y'all a haircut. And my dad was like, sure, <laughs> one less bill out of my pocket. Of and I'm, up there, I'm like, I'm like, dude, this freaking Travis right. Bash. You, know, you, know, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just to, just understanding like the gravity that comes with playing for Georgia Tech when I was growing up. Yes. Like those cats were rock stars. Like those cats were well known in the city because one, because they were really good. And yes. two, like the, the respect around this town. And, and I think that I love the fact that Damon, you know, mentioned the fact that he talked to uh, 3D, Dennis yes. Scott, I got, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and being able to understand what, what he has to be able to bring in order to get this, this college back to, or this basketball team back to some yes. prominence. And I think that it's not something that's too far to ask. And I think yeah. that, you know, Damon Stoudemire might be a good start for uh, Jay Batten um, um, company to get this thing rolling. I thought the same. I, I thought as I was listening to Angel Cabrera talk about him this morning, the president of Georgia Tech, and as you mentioned, the ADJ Bat, they were just excited. And right. all those players that were in the room were excited because he shouted out even more than I could. we could get into that, that, uh, that clip right there. But the right. other thing he said that a couple other things he said that I know you can appreciate as an Atlanta metro area native. One of the things he said was, I'm about winning and I'm not going to accept anything less. I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. And that is what my expectation is going to be. And if you're in the building and you don't feel that way or you don't share that philosophy, you're not going to be in the building. Mm -hmm. And I said, look at his career. This is a former rookie of the year. This is someone who's coaching on a staff of the team that could once again come out of the Eastern Conference and represent in the NBA Finals. So you're talking about someone who knows how to win. And my first thought was, yeah, he's going to walk it like he talks. Because like I, Damon Sotomayor is, is not a talker. Like he's shown that he can play quality ball at a high level. And there's something about a guard, mostly points, yeah. but sometimes shooting, but there's something yeah. about a guard that just has court vision. That is just different. I mean, he's truly that quarterback, if you will, of the team. So I feel like they've got the right guy. And then of course we know name recognition. He mentioned that his first ever recruit was from Southwest cab high first nice. ever. So he said, yeah. this is really a full circle moment for him. So yeah. I feel like, okay, he already has that connectivity, that tie to this area. And we talk about this all the time. How is it that you have all of these players in your backyard? I believe even the Gatorade player of the year, he, I think he's headed to USC this year. I know he when cross country, the <laughs> like, entire on, country, exactly. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. And you look across the entirety of all of the McDonald's All-Americans who are not just from Atlanta Metro, but from the state of Georgia. Of Georgia they're about, yeah. yeah, there are about five of them. Not Hoopers. one of them. Yes. Not one is going to school here unless I miss something. And I know our fam, our ATL Day One fan will tell us. But that to me is what Damon Stoudemire is going to change. I really, really like that hire for Georgia Tech. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's going to be all about recruiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He banging on doors and that AAU circuit. We know Damon Stoudemire is very familiar with that. Like, cause hey, that was part of the game when he was coming up, and now even more so um, as you know how prevalent AAU is when it comes to recruiting and getting getting these forming these relationships with guys and and making trying to get these guys to come to sign on to the to the to the Yellow Jackets. And I think that yeah. they might be. I have a good feeling. Sneaky feeling that that Damon Stoudemire 
it's going going to do some things. If anything, just from a, be able to get some guys in the building. Now, what he yeah. do, does with them once they get in the building, that remains to be seen. Um, right. what does remain to be seen, T, is the fact that, you know, uh, the Falcons made some more moves yesterday mm-hmm. after we got off air. Oh, and yeah. I don't know how I'm feeling about one of them, T. We're going to have to talk about that. But oh. first, we got to talk about FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is the number one sports book in America. If you have not downloaded it, what are you waiting on? Why are you tripping? You need to get your life together because they got something just for you. You, the new customer. How about this? They uh, have for new customers, they got a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Some of you out here losing your pants out here. You try to bet some money. They said $15 billion going to go on March Madness. Like, what are you? Oh, my God. Like, don't you get some of that money? Get some of that money. Go take that money from them folks. Because they got everything you need, right? It's it's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. You don't have to worry about anybody getting your information or anything like that. But plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your best for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So go ahead and join the madness and go win some money because you don't want to get miss your chance for no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And I think the Falcons are looking to make more of every moment. If you look at what they did on Monday, before, during, and after our show, and even this morning. Yes, I mean, there's so much to dig into. So you guys know that we're going to be digging into this for the next few days because we don't want to rob you guys of our reaction to the mini moves. But we'll take on two right now. And, you know, Jarvis, first of all, you talk about the Jesse Bates move. That was one of the signings that was kind of like right there at the edge, if you will, after the show. Uh, Reportedly, according to Adam Shifter, Falcons are giving – the former Bengals safety, a four-year, $64 million deal, $23 million in year one, $36 million in the first two years of the deal. And then they also signed Caden Ellis, I believe a former Saint. Fal- Falcons make that move. Linebacker, if you will, seven sacks, 78 tackles, 11 starts. He was one of the names, one of the hot names out there, if you will. So the Falcons got themselves w- what looks to be uh, some good Guys, and of course, this morning we heard the news and we'll again, we'll talk about this. We want to dig into it deeper to talk about what it means to have a Taylor Heineke in that QB room. We'll, we'll talk about that. And of course, we talked at length about Chris Lindstrom and his extension and some of those special teams, guys like Bradley Pinion that just kind of round things out for Marquise Williams. That said, that said, because that was a lot. I mean, literally, there yes. were probably about seven or eight moves in the last 24 hours by, by Terry Fontenot and company, what do you think the underlying message was to get out there early, to get out there often, and to be aggressive? I think he's trying to build a team. Yes. Right? I, I, think, I, I see some long-term stability in these moves, right? Not necessarily trying to go out and get a, a guy like Javon Hargraves and paying $20 million for one player and figuring that's going to save the whole entire defense. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that one of the, the one of the sound about one of the things that, that he talked about and he's far as talking about is just not about being the defensive line, right? Not just the defensive line or the defense tackle or edge rushers. Or, it's about mm-hmm. the entire the defense as a whole because he said, guess what? If your secondary stink, like, <laughs> of course, I'm paraphrasing. If your secondary stinks, you, it don't matter how doggone fast those guys can get there. If the ball's mm-hmm. coming out in 1.5 seconds, 
it is what it is. <laughs> You're like, that, that's going to be a completion more than likely. So I think that when you look at the totality of it, um, I, I, I understand where Terry going is, is coming from as far as the type of moves that he's making. And to be honest with you, for me, Mm-hmm. As long as I can see the vision, as long as I can understand where you're headed, what type of moves you're making, and the the, the path that you're taking, I, I I'm cool with that. But I think just when you, once you start getting to the the specifics, types of moves or or certain players and amounts of money, mm-hmm. that's where I may have an issue because yeah. you know I was super super happy about David on your metal, on your model, excuse me, um, being signed because I was like. They need somebody to pair with Grady that yeah. that you know is yeah. going to be there. You know exactly what you're going to get each and every down. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, T, I, I dug into the little film this morning. Falcons fans going to like Mr. Onyemata. That's for yeah. sure. But yeah. when you start moving into the whole situation with the, the safety thing, T, mm-hmm. $16 million a year. I know you said $36 billion. That was going to be in the first two years. But good Lord, T, that might just be a little bit too much for my soul. And I was like, look, look I said, look at the Falcons. Balancing me out because you know I was getting excited, I was ready to go. David on your model, let's go resign. I mean, extension for uh Chris Lynch, let's go build a front out, and right. then here we go. As soon as we get off the show, Jesse Bates to the Falcon model. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Wow, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, I understand them trying to upgrade the position. But for me, when it comes to Bates, he was all pro in 2020. Um, I I expect all pro <laughs> in 2023 because yeah. when you're paying $16 million, top four highest paid safety in NFL history, yeah, yeah, I need I need play I need playmaking I need pop right. I need pop when like what I mean by that is when you look at that tape, you see certain guys that just pop. Like I was watching the Saints uh, defense this morning. Demario Davis pops, and when Jesse Bates steps on this field with that in that black and red uniform, I need to see him pop T. Yeah, well, he better because that all of a sudden became <laughs> kind of a loaded room, if you will. Because my first thought was, and what does this what does this mean to a Richie Grant or mm. to a Jalen Hawkins? Like, what does that mean to that safety slash DB room? So that, yeah, because you still also have Isaiah Oliver out there and I know he plays corner, but hear me when I say this, I'm looking at it holistically and it's like, okay, well, if you did put that much money out on Jesse Bates, what does that mean for the other guys who are already on the roster? What are you saying about Casey Hayward in case you have, I mean, you you don't know what Casey Hayward is going to be when he comes back. Yeah. Right. Uh, Richie Grant was trending up. But you don't quite know if he was going to get there. It looked like he was going to get to there, meaning the next level. But you don't quite know because it was gone too soon. And then Jalen Hawkins, he was trending up for the most part, right? And Isaiah Oliver was starting to kind of fit into the quote-unquote nickel kind of specialist. But that was – I think my thought went to that like, okay, hmm. How are they going to be able to round out the DB room with paying Jesse Bates that much. And I understand that obviously is the going rate, but that's where my mind went to like, okay, if indeed the premise is that in order to affect the quarterback and in order to have a true pass rush, you have to fully upgrade your entire defense. Does this put you in a position where maybe you 
will have a, a little bit, not a lot, but maybe a little bit of a struggle upgrading because of what his contract looks like. I think what this says to me is that my initial, my initial thoughts when I started seeing all of these moves, right? Like they added to every level of the defense as far as, you know, up front on your model. Okay. Uh, uh, oh my God. Kate Nellis is your linebacker. Kate Nellis is your linebacker. And then, you know, Jesse Bates yes. is your safety. Mm -hmm. And for, as far as what that means for Jalen Hawkins, he's probably going to be the third safety. I will see, I can see Richie Grant moving down into the box. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that or, or if that's even, that's going to benefit him. Yeah. Or to as far as continued growth as a player and be work and showing and proving that he is worth a second round pick, so uh, some of, some of those things started to come into play. But that's for the Falcons to figure out um, when it comes to rotations and how those things are going to work. But I think that when it if these moves kind of stay put, meaning mm -hmm. if they don't make any more moves as far as defensively, I think corner. Mm -hmm. And edge rusher may be where the Falcons may be leaning when it comes um, at the end of April. Right. And that was the other piece that I was thinking of as well. Like, what does this indicate for where they might go in the, the draft? And I think it's still a to be determined because I yeah. think one other chip has to fall on the other side. And that's that Kayla McGarry chip, because yeah. wherever they decide to go, whether they decide to retain him and give him a contract, if they're going out to free agency to look for someone, I think we ha we have to hear that. We've got to know what they're going to do with Caleb McGarry, and then that'll kind of tell us what they're going to do really on both sides of the ball the rest of the way. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, we're watching. And as you can see, Jarvis and I have and will continue to throughout this week be looking down at our phones because we want to make sure that if some news comes out that you get that news as well. And listen, those are big moves that we're looking at locally, but obviously you've got Locked On Sports Today that's looking across the spectrum. And, yeah, when you talk about a David Onyemata, that's a big one. That's a big one. And Chris Lindstrom, the extension of Chris Lindstrom, that was a big one because truly he's one of the best in the business. But they'll be talking about all of it, like Jimmy Garoppolo, for example, going to the Raiders and the Green Bay Packers slowly but surely losing folks on that offense. One of their receivers, Alan Lazard, I think it is, yep, on mm -hmm. his way out. To the Jets. Yes, so they will be paying attention to what's going on in Green Bay. You want to know about it? Check them out wherever you check us out. So if you check out ATL Day Ones on YouTube, check out Locked On Sports Today there as well. And where you download all of your podcasts, they will be right there to give you all the tea on what's going on across multiple leagues, right? Because we're getting close to spring training as well. And if you want their take of the day on any and everything, they've got it for you. Just like we have for the culture, they've got your take of the day. That is Locked On Sports Today. Locked on Sports Today, Locked on Sports Atlanta family, listen up. I need y'all help. We are trying to get to 6,000 subscribers on YouTube. Really appreciate all the people who have subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this channel right now or you're listening to this show, or whether it be audio or video, like, I need y'all. We need y'all. Go ahead hit that subscribe button if you haven't subscribed to this channel yet. Like, what are you waiting on? We need people who are all in. If you're all, if you're listening and watching us, we need you to be all in. Like, that's it. That's not, we don't ask for much on this show. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And once you hit that subscribe button, make sure you turn on the notification and hit that bell because you'll know exactly when this heat drops. But T, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. How about this? So, you know, spring is up. 
springs in the air i think it? like it's like 30 <laughs> degrees 30 right. degrees outside you know and it's super cold people looking yes. at me crazy because i have shorts so yeah I'm, I'm living that lifestyle right about now t that's how i am but but anyway but so with spring comes spring football games yeah. and this when i came across this one t i was kind of like all right this is very interesting so you know alabama and colorado are gonna play their spring games on the same day right no big deal yeah, we're gonna put Nick Saban on the uh on the on the on the main four letter. Uh-uh. Um, so ESPN decided that they're gonna broadcast the Colorado game T and move Nick Saban and family to streaming. T, not even the deuce. Not, not even, even the deuce. Not even the U or the the Ocho Cinco, whatever uh, channels they have. Like, 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 what does this mean? for uh power five football team if yeah. they're moving nick to streaming and they put prime in prime time on, on the four letter i think they understand the importance of entertainment i think Indeed. we have moved to a point in place Indeed. where if you just want the score for a spring game well then pull up your app and we can all keep it moving but if you want some entertainment that's what it's going to be no different than what they did yesterday. They straight up went, and hey, look, I'm not mad at ESPN, but they had Adam Schefter on his phone and, you know, walking off set because he wanted to get the information real time. <laughs> okay. Just, you know, yeah. very staged. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying Funny how loose TV has gotten over yes. the years. <clears throat> and that's what I was going to say, but, but you kind of like it because yeah, it gives it an entertainment feel because he probably was getting a call at that moment, but could he like have waited 30 seconds? Sure. He could have until they went to commercial break. Sure. He could have, but it showed us as the viewer, right? What goes on in him being able to bring back breaking news. That's how it goes. I feel like this is the same thing. I mean, let's face it. That video went viral when Dion was de basically dictating what the band was going to do. Yes. Yes, when, when he it. came out telling the dance it. team what so they were gonna do, do. My theme music. exactly hit my theme music so i mean when you're like that guy of course they're looking for the entertainment because spring game is oh, not man. exactly exciting yeah but of course when yeah, you put dion and his yeah. spin on it especially if somehow he can get the band to hit his music in a on a spring game they'll take their chances they'll take it yeah. their chances yeah like like this is what people fail to realize about Prime. Like this man is an entertainer. He's not a, an athlete. He's not a head coach. Like this dude is a straight up entertainer. That's why the cameras are always rolling when he's around. So y'all need to go ahead and get with it, or just be mad about it. Um, but uh, I'm gonna get with it because y'all know how I get down when it comes to Prime. Like I absolutely love every second of Petite. We got to talk about this before we get out of here. So apparently, my spirit animal. <clears throat> Is uh, <laughs> is suing Buffalo Wild Wings for deception, claiming the boneless wings are basically chicken nuggets, and customers are paying too much money. T like, like I, I feel like vindicated. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel knew it. Justified I knew it. in my oh, I knew soul. It was I'm talking about smoking more north for justify around this thing. Like I'm talking about like this is this is uh my main man, Amin Halim. Uh, filed a, a lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, man, this is these ain't no wings. These are chicken nuggets. I love the petty of it. I really do. Yes, of course, of course. It's so oh, petty of him. Who else? To, like, file a lawsuit. <laughs> right. File a lawsuit. That's so petty. Oh my god. Now, 
on some level, he is right, but I kind of still like the concept of saying boneless wing because at least I feel a little bit more like an adult. I mean, I don't really want to go to like <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings or even, you know, my favorites. Now, really and truly, you know, my favorites are the ones at Pizza Hut, right? So I really oh, don't want to yeah. pull up you at Pizza about Hut. Those. Yeah, you know, I love them. And mm -hmm. I don't want to pull up there saying, hey, can I get some barbecue chicken nuggets? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, as an adult, yeah, that doesn't sound a, right. Right, right. <laughs> so I feel like they have done this to make it okay for adults to kind of eat a chicken nugget and not feel, like, you know, some type of way, right? So, yeah. like, from that perspective, I get it, but I guess kind of, sort of, I mean, I guess he's not wrong. I guess because it's kind of a Because we know nugget. about the prices and everything of wings, too. Now, that piece, you know what I'm yes, saying? Like, yes, Jarvis, there ain't no wings. Y'all yeah. shouldn't be charging that for that no. real meat that y'all yeah. putting in the <laughs> Yeah. Put that sauce in on real beef. Like, come yeah. on, man. That's just real yeah. beef. Come it on. is unbelievably expensive. And the wings, I think, had, you know, the, the bone-in wings that already become, like, exorbitant yeah. in well, price. Almost $1.25 a wing. Yeah, you know exactly. You I broke that thing down? Yeah. yeah. I'm big on wings now. Yeah, so he knows, like, yeah, he's like the wing aficionado. I'm like the boneless wing aficionado. So, yeah, I was like, you know what? I want to see where this goes. Like, I want to see how far this goes. I yes. just... Very, like I'm very intrigued. I, if I need to join in on on the thing and find me a lawyer too, I'm, I'm all for that too, man. So yeah, shout out to my man, Mr. Halim. Uh, man, my hey man, salute you, my brother. Keep doing your thing, dog. Um, first of all, we want to say thank you. No, second of all, well, third of all, fourth of all, I don't know, one of those. Uh, we want to thank you guys for making ATL Day Ones your first listen today. Why don't you guys stop by Locked On Sports today? You heard Tanisha talking about it earlier. They got all the national news for you. They got each and everything of our NFL free agency, March Madness. It's going down. You know, they're starting the night with the game, so y'all need, need to get on it. Locked On Sports today got you covered. You can find it wherever you find this podcast. And last but not least, before we get out of here, stop calling um, Boneless Wings. Um, what they are I need you to do that right now And they are Adult chicken nuggets And Also I want to make sure you guys If you don't do anything else For the rest of the day Make sure That you share love Show love And most importantly Spread love